Hello, thank you so much for tuning in today. You're listening to Westside Ministry San Diego with me, Ginger Cancino. Thank you so much for taking your time to listen to this teaching. Let's say a little prayer before we get started. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you will bless and be with everyone listening to this podcast and broadcast, Lord God. I pray that you will bless them and their families, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you will put within my mouth the words that you would have me to say to your people. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you open up our ears and hearts to receive today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So today we're going to talk about Colossians chapter 1. And Colossians chapter 1 tells us the importance of being in God's will. So Colossians chapter 1 verse 1 says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God and Timothy, my brother. Paul uses the words, by the will of God. So many people ask, how do I know I'm in God's will? Well, there's two questions that you can ask yourself that Joyce Myers has in her Colossians study. The first one is you will you will enjoy it. So do you enjoy what you're doing? John 10:10 10, 10, the Bible says that the Jesus tells us we may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. When you're in God's will, you may have challenges and have sacrifices, but you will enjoy what God has called you to do because he will give you the wisdom and grace to overcome those difficulties. The second question is, are you equipped for it? Are you equipped to do what God has called you to do? When we're doing God's will, then we will be good at it. If we're anointed, it will radiate to others and God, God's will will work through us. And God's will will equip us to do what he has called us to do. If we are not equipped, then we need to pray and ask and seek God to see if we are in his will. You will feel at ease doing what God has called you to do. So Joyce Myers says it this way. Finding God's will for your life is not difficult. If you step out and try things until you find what is comfortable for you, comfortable doesn't necessarily mean easy. You will likely have to work at it, but you will know in your heart that it is what you are supposed to be doing and it will bring you peace and joy. So we must take risks and step out by faith. But when we do do this along with prayer and Bible study, we will in the end be in the will of God and his destiny will be fulfilled in our lives. Now, my previous uh, podcast talks about being like Peter, having faith like Peter. Yes, Peter did deny Jesus three times and fear sometimes will make us do things that we should not do, but Peter had faith enough to step out on the water to Jesus and walk on the water for a few moments until he took his eyes off Christ and on the situation. So let's continue with Colossians verse 2. To God's holy people in Colossae, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father. We always thank God the Father of of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all of God's people. So that's verse 2 through 4. So in these verses, it is God's will that we pray 
for one another. We are to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ. We are to love our brothers and sisters in Christ. We are to be there and help them through tough times. This is the will of God. When we work together collectively as one body, we will reach more people and do greater things for God than we can do alone. When God sent out the disciples after Jesus sent out the disciples, sorry, Uh, Well, Jesus is God, but Jesus sent out the disciples. He sent them out two by two because we are stronger with Christ and with our brothers and sisters. If we get into a valley and we stop praying and we stop reading the word, we are weakening ourselves. But when we stop going to church, we weaken ourselves even more because we don't have that fellowship and that faithfulness of our brothers and sisters that will be there for us and help us to carry the load. So Jesus wants us to pray for one another, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Verse 5, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you in the same way the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. That's five verses five and six. So when we understand God's grace, we can truly start bearing fruit and growing. And therefore, other people will see what we have and want what we have. And then we give them the true gospel message, which is Jesus Christ, that they can accept just as we did and receive what we have, because that is how wonderful and loving and gracious our wonderful heavenly father is. He is here to help us, to sustain us, to keep us moving in the direction that he would have us to go. But we need to pray for each other. We need to be there for each other and we need to help one another through our struggles and pray to God every day and read his word and he will strengthen us with supernatural strength to get through what it is that we are going through. So God's will for us is to pray for one another, to be there for one another, to bear fruit that he has in Galatians 5, 22 through 20 or Galatians 5. Yeah, Galatians 5, 23, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, self-control. It is his will that we bear that fruit. And starting with verse 7, you learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is, fa- who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told us, of your love in the spirit for this reason since the day we heard about you we have not stopped praying for you we continually ask god to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives so again 
Paul is reiterating here to pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ that they may have wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. It's God's will to give us wisdom and understanding, but we have to ask for it. Matthew 7, 7 says, knock and ye shall ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and the door will be open to you. We have to ask for these things, but God will give them to us liberally and happily when we ask for them. Verse 10, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Again, this is God's will for our life, that we live worthy of the Lord Jesus, that we carry his character into this world the way we're supposed to, not half-heartedly, not on Sundays only, but we are to carry the character of Christ every single day of our lives, and that is God's will. He wants us to carry the character of Christ. And here again, it, it talks about bearing the fruit in every good work. So he wants us to bear the fruit. Again, that is his will that we bear the fruit mentioned in Galatians 5, 23. Starting with verse 11, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. Again, that is his will. He wants us to endure and have patience. And he wants us to understand that it's by his glorious might that we can have the great endurance and patience. Getting closer to Christ, getting a true relationship with Christ is how we get into this glorious might for great endurance and patience through God our Father. Verse 12, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. So it's God's will that we praise him, that we give him thanks and glorify his name because he brought us into the inheritance of his holy people, into the kingdom of light. He didn't have to do that, but he did through his son, Jesus Christ, whom he loves. He rescued us from darkness and we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. So we should praise our Heavenly Father for that. We should want to give Him all glory, all honor, and all praise because we were lost, but then He found us. We were blind, but now we can see because God's Spirit is within us and we live as God wants us to live, as the Word says to live, not as the world says for us to live. We have to choose between God and the world. We have to choose whether we're going to serve Christ or Satan. And the only way that we will serve Christ is by accepting him as our Lord and Savior and serving him all day, all the days of our life. The Bible says that you cannot get to the Father unless you come through the Son, through his salvation. Verse 15, the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn 
over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authority, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body of the church, and he is the beginning and the firstborn among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. Wow, isn't that amazing? The Son, Jesus Christ, is made in the image of the invisible Father. So when you look at someone that God has created, which I'm created by God, you're created by God, we are God's image so when we look at non-believers, we should see the image of God. Yes, they, they are of darkness. Yes, they are still sinners and non-believers. But we need to approach them as people with the image of God. We need to understand that God made them just like he made us. And he loves them just like he loves us. So God's will is for us to see people the way he does. Yes, he hates the sin, but he doesn't hate the person. The person that is sinning is being controlled by Satan, whether they know it or not. Because you have two choices, Christ or Satan. That's it. There's no in-between. Either you're a child of the Most High God and you are serving Him and walking in His ways and doing what He says to do in His Word, or you are a person that is being controlled by Satan and you are walking the ways of the world, which is completely opposite of the ways of God. So when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the very first thing that you need to do is get in the word. You need to find a Bible-based church that preaches the word. The only way that you're going to know they're preaching the word is if you know the word. We don't want to be deceived. We don't want deception to creep in. So we have to know what the word of God says. And we have to do what the word of God says to do. But when we know what God is saying, we will not be led astray. We will be able to see because we have the spiritual eyes of the Holy Spirit to see what God is saying and what the false person is saying. Get into the word. Understand who God is. He has authority, all power over all things that have be been created through him and for him. He is before all things and he is and he, and in him all things hold together. That's why we need God because there's going to be a hole in your heart if you don't have God there. You may try to fill it with drugs or alcohol or or sex or worldly things, but it will never be filled. You will never feel fulfilled until you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and he comes in and fills that hole in your heart and once he does he replaces the desires that you have in your heart that were worldly he removes those desires and he replaces them with his desires Oh, it is so wonderful to be a child of the Most High King who is above all things, 
who is in all things. When things happen in children of God's lives, it is not a coincidence. It is the working of God's hands. It is God's will that we praise him and that we understand who he is. That's why verses 15 through through 20 tells who God is. I'm going to start with 19, verse 19. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death To present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. It is you, if you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant." Wow, the word of God is so alive. So from verses 15 all the way through 23, it tells us who God is and what he's done for us and what he wants us to do. He wants us to accept the gospel of Jesus Christ and to live as his child for all eternity in heaven. We are blessed We are so blessed to have a heavenly father that loves us the way that he does and does for us what he does. He didn't have to send his son Jesus down here to die on the cross. Jesus didn't have to suffer one thing. He didn't have to suffer the crowns of thorn. He didn't have to suffer the beatings. He didn't have to suffer hanging on the cross for hours before he died. He did not have to suffer those things, but he did because of you and because of me, because he loves us so much. It is God's will that we know who God is. And right here in these verses, tell us who he is and what he wants for us. Verse 24 Now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you, and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard of Christ's affliction for the sake of his body, which is the church. I have become its servant by the commission by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people, to them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is the one we proclaim admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. That is Colossians chapter one. Wow. Paul's labor for the church. He tells us we are going to suffer. We are going to have afflictions. We are going to be persecuted for Christ's sake. But Christ said it when he was here on the earth. They hate me. They will hate you. They persecute me. They will persecute you. 
But we do it because we love Christ, because of what he did for us. God is so wonderful. God has chosen us. He has chosen us Gentiles. He chose us, his chosen people. We have been grafted into the family. He chose Jews as his chosen people, but they rejected him. So he sent Paul out to be the preacher to the Gentiles, and he grafted us in to his family tree. Oh, it's so wonderful. And and verse 28, he is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. We are to teach the word of God, whether you're a preacher, a teacher, a congregant that sits on the pews on Sundays, a Christian, period. You are to be spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ to people. And I know that can be intimidating and that can be scary at times. Ask God to give you the boldness and the strength to do what he has called you to do. We are all to spread the word. It is God's will that we teach and we help those that are younger in Christ than we are. We are to be mentors. Find people that are younger in Christ than you and mentor them. Be there for them. Answer their questions. Give them literature that will help them to understand what God is wanting them to do. There are wonderful Bibles. You have to be careful of the translations though. Always read Romans chapter 1 and Romans chapter 1 of the translation from King James Version and then the the translation that you're looking at. The translations that I enjoy are the King James Version, the New King James Version, the New International Version, and the Amplified Bible. Those are the four that I go to because they pass the Romans chapter 1 test. Of course, King James Version is going to pass that test because that's the one that I hold the other versions up to. But get a Bible. If the King James is a little hard to understand, get the New King James Version or the Amplified Bible or the New International Version. If you get a version and you want to see if it's a good version, because some of them leave things out, some of them say things that aren't correct, read Romans chapter 1 in King James, and then read Romans chapter 1 in the new version, and see if they leave anything out in that chapter. That's how I do it. And then also, as I'm studying, I will take a verse from, you know, whatever I'm studying. Maybe it's in Matthew. Maybe it's in, you know, Second Kings. I'll take a verse or two verses and I'll look in the King James and I'll say, okay, these are the same. They're just worded a little differently, but they are the same. So you can always do it that way as well. But Romans chapter one is a good chapter to see if that version of the Bible is a good one. 
So don't be deceived, brothers and sisters in Christ. Don't allow people to try to tell you something that's not in the word. God's will is for us to know what his word says, who he, who he is, for us to understand who we are in him, that we are grafted in, that we are his children, that we bear fruit, that we pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ all over the world. There are brothers and sisters in Christ right now being persecuted, being beaten, tormented. We need to pray for all our brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to be there for the ones that we can be there for. We need to lift them up. We need to help them. And we need to show the character of Christ to everyone we pass every single day. We need to show them who Christ is through the way we live. We can't be fake fence riding Christians. We have to be true biblical serving God with our whole heart Christians and carry the character of Christ. We can't be wishy-washy. We can't be, be blown about by the wind. We have to stay with what the word says and do what the word tells us to do and do not stray off of the word of God into other books that other religions say are are equal to the Bible, which is not. The Bible is one. It stands alone. There is no other book equal to the Bible. Do not be deceived, but know what God's will is for you. When you get time, go back through and read Colossians chapter one. I had to go through it a little quickly because I, I just want to keep time down on the podcasts and the broadcasts. So, when you get time, go back and read Colossians chapter 1. Take each verse and just ask God to show you what he wants you to see in those verses. And next um, podcast, we will do Colossians chapter 2. We're going to go through the book of Colossians. And on um, Westside Ministries YouTube page, I'm going through the book of James. So I, I'm not even through the first chapter though. That first chapter was a little bit long and sometimes I get a little bit winded. So I could, I go a little longer than what I intend to, but, um, I am getting ready, ready to finish up that first chapter in the next little bit, but you can go there and see that teaching on James. And I'm going to go through the book of James on the YouTube channel. So again, thank you so much for tuning in, for listening to this teaching. I, I appreciate and love each and every one of you. Email me, Westside Ministries San Diego, or, or Westside Ministries at Cox.net, or visit me, Westside Ministries San Diego Facebook page. I am also a certified life coach. You can visit Cancino Life Coaching uh, on Facebook and read the introductory post to see what life coaching is and if it will benefit you. I just, I'm just so thankful for each and every one of you. And I just ask that you keep me in your prayers and I will keep you in my prayers because it is God's will that we pray for one another. Thank you so much for listening and God bless.